Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today, you'll hear from Leslie Kelly. She has one impressive resume that includes motivational speaker, farmer, mother, wife, and a co-founder of the Do More Egg Foundation. She is seriously one incredibly cool lady, and I can't wait for you to hear from her. But before we get to today's episode, let's go over the review of the week. The review of the week comes from KJ Flowers from Apple Podcast. It is a five-star rating and review titled Much Needed, and it says... A great showcase of the role women play on the farm. Always inspiring and encouraging. Thank you so much for your kind words and great review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you have been enjoying the Rural Woman Podcast, I encourage you to drop a rating and review wherever you listen, including Google Play, which is one of the newest platforms that the Rural Woman Podcast is available on. So hello to all of the new listeners over on the Google Play app. And if you follow me on any of my social media platforms, then you would have seen earlier this week that the Rural Woman podcast has officially surpassed the 10,000 download mark. Yes, 10,000 downloads. Can you believe it? I can't. I still think it's bananas and I don't even know how it got to that many so quickly, but I just want to say a special thank you to each and every one of you that has supported me from the beginning throughout the middle and, you know, are going to keep supporting me all the way to the end. Hopefully there's no end. But again, just thank you so much for your continued support of the Rome Woman podcast. I could not do it without listeners like yourselves. I also have some exciting, awesome news to share with you. I have recently joined Patreon, and with your help, I can expand the Rural Woman podcast to get even more episodes coming through your earbuds. The way Patreon works is it is a platform where you are able to contribute financially to the podcast every month. For your financial contributions, you receive exclusive rewards in return. And I tell you, you're going to love these perks. It's my goal with the help of Patreon to expand the Rural Woman podcast to be able to bring you more episodes each and every week on a more regular basis, as well as my big dream that I have. And I feel like if I tell you guys my dream, then it's going to have to happen, right? Like you put it out into the universe and then it happens. Obviously with a lot of hard work. But my big goal and my dream of expanding the Rural Woman podcast would include a women's conference, a women in agriculture conference somewhere in North America where listeners of the Rural Woman podcast as well as any other woman in agriculture can come together where we can be in community with one another plus learn and hear from amazing speakers and all of the good things. So there, I said it, it's out in the world. That is my big dream. But for now, what I plan on continuing to do is focus on the amazing women in agriculture and sharing their stories with you through your earbuds every week. So if you are loving the podcast, please consider becoming a patron through Patreon. 
For more information, you can head on over to wildrosefarmer.com and I will have all of the links there that you can find out more about Patreon as well as other ways that you can support the Rural Woman podcast. I will make sure to add that link in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get to Leslie's episode. Hi, Leslie, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for joining me on the Rural Woman podcast today. I am so excited to see you. I am so excited too. Thank you for having me. I should say I'm excited to talk to you again because I actually had the honor and privilege of seeing you speak at one of the conferences that I was at. I believe it was last year. So it's it's exciting to talk to you again, I should say. Yeah, that was last November that yes. we officially met. Yes, face to face when I awkwardly go up to you and be like, hi, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then I'm like, I follow you back. Right? <laughs> it's always so awkward. It's kind of like, I know you, but I don't know you. How, how do you say hello to somebody that you kind of already know? But but we made it through. <laughs> we did. And I embrace those awkward moments because that's what makes the social media part or one of the things so awesome. Yes, absolutely. I agree. So for my listeners who are not familiar with you, Leslie. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from. I am a farmer, a mother, a marketer, and some other things. And my husband and I, we live at Watchers, Saskatchewan, and we farm with my mom and my dad and my brother, and we grow a variety of crops. We're in about a 6,500 acre farm. We grow canola and oats and barley and durum, some lentils, peas, flax, and a couple other other crops. Just a little bit of everything, it sounds like, over here. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. ask us what we grow, and I'm like, ah, I don't know, don't we grow? So Yes, yeah. <laughs> It's hard to remember all like nine of them. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So you missed a few things when you were describing yourself. I'm going to list all of the things that I have found on your resume for you. So I have motivational speaker, podcast host, blogger, creator of a snack food company, co-founder of the Do More Egg Foundation, creator of High Heels and Canola Fields, a wife and a mother of two. So that's a lot of things, Leslie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I uh, I like to keep it short and simple. What, uh, you know, my legacy will be when I leave this earth and I, um, the mother and the wife portion to me are, are the biggest. For sure. And I have been following you for some time now. So I feel like I know your family, Matt and the two boys, and they are wonderful. And I just love your <laughs> whole little family. But let's go back to the beginning, Leslie, before all of these long list of Schmidt's on your resume. And tell us where you grew up and what that was like for you living in Saskatchewan on a farm. Yeah, I grew up on the farm where my husband and my brother and my family still still are at. And when I was growing up, I didn't really have a desire to farm. Uh, you know, I, I helped out with the chores. I was, uh, you know, the gopher who went to town and got parts helped out in the field, you know, rock picking and stuff like that. But I didn't foresee a life on the farm for me, um, nor a career. So I didn't, um, you know, pay much attention to what was going on in my farm. My passion was sports growing up. So I was a competitive hurler and a competitive softball player. And 
I curled competitively until I think I retired when I was about 25, 26. And I went to the University of Saskatchewan where I majored in marketing. I really enjoyed the marketing aspects of the business world. I wanted a job like uh, Don Draper from Mad Men working in an ad agency in a big city. And so that's what I aspired to. But then my life took a right-hand turn when I met my husband, Matt. I met him my first year in university and he didn't come from a farm, but his uncle farmed and he had such a passion for that. So that refueled um, my passion for agriculture. And then I took my first job out of university working for a company who worked directly with farmers. And that was a great opportunity for me because I got to learn so much more outside of my farm. And I loved hearing the farmer's stories, um, how humbling they were inspiring, awesome, but also heart-wrenching and very, very hard. And I walked away with an appreciation for agriculture. And that's where I thought, you know, I really enjoy this life and I want I want to do more in, in, in my career with agriculture and with the farm. That's great. So is that kind of the basis of how you started your blog, High Heels and Canola Fields? No, um, that started just a few years ago. So what happened was um, my husband and I, we got married and moved out to Alberta. We really wanted to set our own path, create our own family traditions, and but we knew eventually we would come back to the farm, but we knew we needed more experience. And when we were out in Alberta, I was working for a financial institution as an egg marketing manager. I really loved the finance. Um, parts and but also with a sprinkling of egg marketing and my dad called me one day he has a very entrepreneurial spirit and he had met a scientist who uh, was looking for opportunities to further barley in the food industry so after a couple years of market research and product development and testing and we launched what we called Martin Munchies. It was a barley snack food and it was such a cool opportunity for me to get immersed in not only um, what happens in our farm but then what happens when grain leaves your farm and I met scientists and scientists and food processors and distributors and brokers and so that was really cool and then we were expanding Martin Munchies out west in the big city of Vancouver downtown and that was where I I was part of conversations that I wasn't um, I didn't know that they were happening I didn't know that people were super curious about the food that we we were growing and I loved being able to share that story but some of the questions I wasn't prepared to answer at the time some of the questions were you know do you use chemicals and is this a GMO and are you killing the bees? And I, I didn't know how to answer those questions. And then there was a couple people that uh, remarks that I wasn't prepared for. They, they called us bad farmers and bad people because of the way that we farmed. And then I was pregnant at the time and a woman, uh, because that we, we use pesticides, she called me a bad mother and I was very hormonal at the time. I think I was about six months pregnant and I cried a lot. But and that was when I decided that I didn't want to be called a bad mother anymore, that I really wanted to help spread the message of farming and food. And that was what inspired me to ultimately start High Heels in Canola Fields. Well, that's terrible that that woman called you a bad mother, but in the end, I guess it worked out okay for you. But, you know, 
not a great beginning for that. <laughs> yeah, I was really, uh, I felt bad because when she said that, it, it took me aback because uh, I was like, wow, I, you just saw the, the fear that she had and even, um, you know, a little bit of, of, you know, hatred just because of maybe we farmed. And what was the most unfortunate is, you know, I can get over being called a bad mother. It was that she wasn't open to hearing why why we did the things that we did, why that wasn't true, or even, you know, having that conversation. So that's where I, I felt really bad and I wanted to to do more. Well, that is a great learning experience, I guess. Obviously, not the nicest thing for this woman to say, but it does bring up the topic of telling what our story is and what our why is on our farms and why we do what we're doing and, you know, kind of debunk some of the myths maybe that are out there about either a chemical that you use or a process that you use to create the food that's on their plate. Mm -hmm, exactly. And it's a great story to share. And the other part is that I love hearing what's important to them and why they purchase the food that they do and how they cook the food. And, you know, because um, food, food brings people together. Food is part of love, how you show love. And it's, it's a great opportunity to be part of that, you know, to to grow things that allow people to bring or to come together and, and have those things or have those conversations. So yeah, absolutely. Hey, all we'll get right back to our episode after a word from our sponsor. Nestled in the tree-filled mountains by Kootenai Lake in Nelson, British Columbia, KL Skin Naturals was founded in 2013 by owner Leah. KL Skin Naturals is known for their award-winning natural deodorant that I have personally been using since early 2017, and I can tell you from personal experience, it passes the farming test. You know what I'm talking about. I feel good knowing that the deodorant that I'm using is free from harsh chemicals and scents. All of their products are produced by hand from the very first measure to the very last label. Each recipe was worked, researched, perfected, and tested on family and friends who all agree that there's something unique to be offered in the effective products that Leah is making. Listeners of the Rural Woman podcast can save 10% off their order with promo code WILDROSE10. So head on over to klskindeodorant.com to choose from their wide selection of clean scented natural deodorants, plus other natural skincare products such as fresh aloe skin cream, foot butters, and more. And now back to our episode. So this is how High Heels and Canola Fields got started. Where have you brought it to today? I know I've personally, funny story, when I was getting married to Justin, I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing as a farm wife. I didn't know what my roles or duties were, nor did he really know what they would be. So it was kind of a learning experience for all of us. But so before I got married, I started Googling and I actually found your blog before we even got married. This was two and a half years ago. And I read some of your posts and it helped me feel like this wasn't going to be such a scary experience being a woman on a farm. So side note, mm -hmm. thank you for that. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. That's so great to hear. Um, Because yeah. for me, actually starting my blog was something I never ever, you know, I didn't think five years ago, you know, I'm going to start a blog and do this. It was something that it did scare me. I didn't know how to build a website. I'm not a writer. I'm not a photographer. 
And I, you know, I don't have that, that agronomy degree, or I didn't go to an agriculture college. So, but I thought, you know, I wanted to grow. I wanted to share the things that were important to me and my family. And I wanted to, to learn a lot. And what a great opportunity it was, because I have learned as I've grown the blog and grown high heels and canola fields. But when I pressed you know, launch when I uploaded my website, I had <laughs> moments of, of panic. And every time I even press post, there's still mo- moments of panic. For sure. And I think that's, I think that's with any creative, you don't know if creating is going to resonate with somebody, how it's going to resonate with somebody. And if there will be, you know, disagreements of what you have to say or not, like it's, it's a kind of a scary world being a creator. I, I know that for instance. So <laughs> mm-hmm. when I launched, I had to, the, the goal and which, which has helped me with that panic is the goal of high heels and canola fields is to build community, bring people together and share different perspectives. You know, I'm not there to preach or say what's good versus bad. It's just to provide someone with a different perspective that they might not be hearing and just to start that conversation. And it varies, um, you know, based on what's important in my life. And it's it's, um, evolved from, you know, a lot of farming and food to now mental health and some other things. And sometimes it's just a day in the life of, you know, this was my mom moment today and share a good laugh. Because sometimes we, um, you know, even that positivity that uh, we're looking for, you know, I, I want to help bring a smile to someone's face. Right. And I think you're doing a great job of that. You bring a smile to my face a lot. Oh, good. So you mentioned the mental health portion. Let's dive into that a little bit. I know there was a video that came out of you and your husband, Matt, discussing mental health in agriculture. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So my girlfriend, uh, Kim Keller, a low Saskatchewan farmer, she had received a message from someone she had never met online. They were looking for resources to help the family of someone who had died by suicide. And it kept her up at night because when they looked for resources, it was really hard to find them. So she put out a tweet asking agriculture to do more and that farm stress is real, suicide is real. And my husband and I took that message to heart and we thought, you know, how can we do more? Um, Mental health, we both have our stories. My family has a story. And we thought, you know, let's help to normalize the conversation, um, showcase that no one is alone, that it does get better and that there are tools and resources out there. And so we sat down one evening. We didn't rehearse. We didn't uh, prepare scripts. We just had uh, as frank of a conversation as we would have if someone was right at our kitchen table with us. And it was five minutes. Uh, I shared that I had Uh, baby blues after our second child was born and my husband shared his anxiety with um, relation to to farm stress and how you know the the finances weather markets uh, managing employees how that all took a toll and he started to have panic attacks and then what we did to help each other through through both of our our journeys is a video I think lots of us in agriculture need to watch. And I took that video to heart, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, and I've been open about it. I am clinically diagnosed with anxiety. My husband has has had bouts of depression throughout his life. So it's very real for the both of us. And watching that video 
really helped me be able to open my story up to the world and to know I'm not the only one out there struggling with these things, whether it's in agriculture or outside of agriculture. So I think what you and Matt did with that video really it's a lot of people. Yeah, and our our goal was to, you know, if it helped just one person, uh, we didn't know at the time of doing a live video that so many people would watch it and it would resonate. Um, the messages, like it was so humbling, the messages we, we received afterwards from people sharing their story with us or telling us that it gave them the encouragement and the hope to seek help or support from if it was a friend, a family member, or even professional help. And then there, we had a lot of aha moments too, where um, some individuals did say that, oh, we didn't realize that's what anxiety looked like. And they had similar signs and, and symptoms. And just the outpouring that it, it showed us overall that People had been wanting to have this conversation. They were wanting to relate and feel that they were not alone. And we are so thankful that through that video and people like yourself sharing their stories that it's given more people even the encouragement and the hope to, to get the help that they need. Absolutely. And so you mentioned your friend, Kim Keller. Can you talk to us about what you and Kim and the other co-founders have started. Yeah, so after we did that video and through Kim's tweets and the conversations that happened afterwards, we realized, uh, yes, something something had to be done, something needed to be done. Our farmers were in in crisis with, with mental health. And we then sat down one evening and said, you know, one way to, to do this is to start a foundation. So we created uh, the Do More Agriculture Foundation. It's been a year and a half now since we launched, and our goal is to champion the mental well-being of Canadian producers and encourage them and support them to better mental mental health. Right. And what types of initiatives is the Do More Egg Foundation doing right now? Yeah, so we focus on three pillars. The first one is awareness. Uh, we know that, you know, in agriculture, mental health, we haven't been encouraged to talk about it. And our awareness is quite low. So we're trying to spread further awareness and understanding of what mental health is, what mental illness is, and what it takes for us to, to be healthy. The second is to build community. And what we're trying to do there is build community virtually. Also that we know our landscape of community is is changing in, in rural Canada. So we are we have a hub of resources that someone can go to if they're looking for uh, mental health support. We have a list of mental health service providers that someone can go to. And then the third one is research. We don't know a lot about mental health in, in agriculture. And so we are supporting uh, mental health research initiatives. All great things. And I will be sure to link all of that information in our show notes so our listeners can find it and share it if they need to. The Do More Egg Foundation is also, if I remember you talking about this, they're going around to small town communities for the mental health first aid, correct? Yes. So what we did uh, last year, we launched, we know that uh, people were wanting resources and tools in their hands. And 
mental health first aid. I didn't even know that this was a thing three years ago. And so both uh, Matt and I have taken it and it is life changing. So what we did uh, last year is we did a pilot launch called the Community Fund in which uh, communities could apply to get mental health first aid training to their community at no cost. And we were hoping that uh, we would have a few people apply, you know, about six, maybe half a dozen. And overwhelmingly, uh, we had over 100 communities apply. So that just showed us the need and the desire um, of people wanting resources to help them, help them and other people around them too. So we're looking at how we can expand the community fund for this coming year. And what can people do to support the Do More Egg Foundation? Oh, well, it it uh, depends on uh, a variety of things. So what we're trying to do is encourage people to talk about mental health. So talk, ask and listen, and that's to help themselves and those around them in their communities. You know, what signs and symptoms to look for if someone needs to have a conversation or is open to having the conversation, listening to someone who is opening up um, and asking those questions. You can also help support Do More Egg by going to our website, um, sharing the list of resources. We have uh, also crisis cards based on various provinces. You can hand those to to your neighbors. And then also you can help become a donor or a partner of Do More. I think what you and the rest of the co-founders are doing at the Do More Egg Foundation is truly needed in the agriculture industry. So I just want to personally thank you for doing what you're all doing. Oh, thank you so much. It's means the world to us of how much support that Do More Egg got um, when we initially launched it, but also continuously now at both the farmer level and at the corporate level. The support has been amazing. And it has been an industry-wide effort to really end that stigma, break the silence, because it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't, it can happen just through a few individuals. It really takes a community to help our fellow producers. Absolutely, for sure. So Leslie, my final question for you today, we're going back to egg for you. What do you think is the most rewarding part to you for being a part of agriculture? Oh, without people. The people of agriculture in this industry, they it's amazing. Uh, I learn every day. It's such a diverse and broad yet deep industry and people's stories of where they come from, how hard they work, um, stories of family and strength and community and love. I am so grateful and blessed to be part, to be able to be part of our farm, to farm and to be part of the industry. Very well said. And I have very similar and mutual feelings to that. So for the listeners, if they'd like to be in contact with you after the episode, where can they find you on the internet? Oh, on the interweb, uh, you can find me. My website is High Heels in Canola Fields. On Twitter, I'm at Leslie Rickelly. And on Facebook and Instagram, I'm at High Heels and Canola Fields. That's great. And I will put those all in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you after this episode. Awesome. Leslie, it's been so great talking to you again. And thank you again for all that you're doing with your social media presence and the Do More Egg Foundation. It's really been a pleasure getting to know you over the last couple of years. 
And likewise, you are doing some amazing things of building community and spreading more awareness about mental health. It's, uh, I can't thank you enough for all that you've done. Hey guys, it's me again. I just wanted to say thank you so much to this week's sponsor, Shop Wild Rose Farmer. You may be thinking, what? Shop Wild Rose Farmer is your shop. Well, yes, yes it is. Proceeds from Shop Wild Rose Farmer go directly to supporting this podcast and making it possible. Consider purchasing an I Am Your Farmer t-shirt or even an I Am Your Rancher t-shirt. Check out the popular Wild Rose Farmer tank tops as well as sweatshirts, hoodies, and more. Members of the Wild Rose Farmer community receive a 20% off promo code for their first purchase from Shop Wild Rose Farmer. Head on over to wildrosefarmer.com for more information. Thanks again for listening and supporting the Rural Woman Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at wildrosefarmer. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.